welcome, 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 welcome to my lovely HP community. We have a little bit of chit-chat on our lovely topic, unconditionally loving with flaws and imperfections. And as we approach for some of the holidays, there's always the human suffering narrative people who come to mind, since there's so many of them out there talking about how shitty every person is and holiday and, you know, just making the world into a more very gray place since they don't like the colors of the rainbows as much as the human love narrative people do. So we will share our rainbow with them and they will share with us their clouds and we will get along as always. The actual people who don't find the way of life from their ventral vagal state, the way of life from the little things, the simplistic nature of life is something that is accessible to people one that understand your human makeup because yes we can hear all about the spiritual spirituality plane i'm 5d mystic here but without connecting the dots to your ability to navigate world from a default mode network that turns on either with survival and that's your fight flight or with your higher social engagement system which is your ventral legal now the part about what is available to you depends on if you start to harness your emotional body and that means to become a person who can unconditionally love yourself with flaws and imperfections healthy self-worth is how terry real puts it and he gets to teach people he's a therapist though so I really think it's more of if you're his patient or if you're a therapist learning to be a therapist with the relational therapy method. I have one of his courses. I actually have that on standby to do. But um, what I learned from him, I've learned from others as well. So they, they, they all, the good therapists, talk to you about your ventral vagal state, about how to become a functional adult, basically, but how also some people they need to first understand where they come from and why their default mode network feels alive only in high risk and or hypervigilant situations so we have for example the 4d mystics that definitely are all into that one as they make up stories and then they have their clairs and the amygdala is what they're using for their um alert 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 because uh, there's a way the brain works of a person who's in defense mode so i'm going to put that one to the side and just state that people who care to live a life that is of succulent juicy rich ease are ooh, how wonderful i want to see that little baby get cuddled okay the ones who don't just like eh, i don't want to see all that that's too and it's not about people coming near each other. It's, it's the actual energy of compassion, the energy of ease, the energy of people who are able to just look at you and bring softness, okay? So it's, it's a safe space, and it's welcomed by those who want to feel a safe space for their body, but also their mind. And then that they consistently want more and that is you not creating resistance to return home to your true self, the updated therapist at least, okay? So the ancient silverbacks, they don't have the same 
way of talking about a person's psyche or a person's body and that's why we have at least those lovely two groups as usual but that's only for now because the empirical data and time will share a lot more of how your and our human nature is love but obviously it's a journey it's a journey to get out of unhealed trauma and that's where we have a society that's full of trauma and so um a society a world a globe and we still do when we see wars and people with guns we still have plenty of work to do as a species if we want to achieve a sense of space that is safe for all and i know again the gray area people meaning the ones who don't see human nature with love and and, and compassion and don't understand that every person has the ability to love every person has the support of the other if they desire it if they want to follow a label that's a whole different story and people with a label we've seen what they do with labels they just use their label here's my identity so some say teenagers that's who the ancient silverbacks are for they're not any um, updating or expanding consciousness people they are people who maintain the ancients and they maintain the same survival methodology which by the way, consumes their body more because that um, nervous system is what's functioning and your organs and everything works based on what and how you're functioning every day of your life. So you'd, you'd want to learn how to move into your ventral vagal state. The sooner the better that will allow longevity and longevity is always good. And here's where, uh, let me find our lovely Patrick Tiahan uh not this one he has a post where he talks about transgenerational trauma and i wanted to see what we could take away some golden sweet nuggets but i don't actually see it in my pictures so that means i did not have anything to take away okay one second my lovely listeners as i look to understand if i have anything and no i don't okay so on that note never mind what i have for healing it from the different courses putting patrick tian aside because i didn't actually take any of those pictures that i usually do so i can't find his community post but he had some really great uh thoughts on that um but what i have learned is it's about a person obviously taking ownership and what it is is awareness of themselves, of how your your implicit memory and your world works, and that you're repeating your relationality. So the way that you behave with others comes from your first years of life. And if you are not in a body that experiences healthy self-worth so that you can feel good even without being a person who is doing and i know these sounds like we sound like philosophy so the part about what i try to share with anyone is the nervous system component and the brain the embodied brain and that no a person who does not know ease in their body won't know the difference but they can know the difference if they've met a sense of safety when they've met a sense of unconditional love it will be very much one thing that the body will want and at the same time for those who did not have a child-centric environment what the body will fear 
So there's going to be two emotions that arise for a person that would have that level of childhood developmental trauma, okay, because their life began with an unsafe space for their body. It doesn't mean that the family, nothing, no. Just leave it simply put, the nervous system of a person, if it's not comfortable with gooey, ooey, ooey, and here all of the trauma experts, Patrick Jahan, childhood trauma survivor included, they will say that is an indication. You feeling yuck, how gross, you know, too, too sweet, too nice. That, that's not actually the mammalian heritage of you, okay? So while some people, they want to stay within hypervigilance, they, they stay with those ancient silverbacks, that's, that's the choice of the human suffering people. And we're not here to compete. We're here to support each other because at the end of the day, whether you navigate life from your ventral vagal state or not, the person's, the difference it makes first and foremost is in your physical life, people, not mine, your. So when you meet a sad guru, meaning a you know spirituality person who doesn't know that it is all about nervous system, they can teach you all the philosophy they want. The point that I'm trying to make is I'm translating it to you. So... He'll say ecstasy, you know, bliss, healthy living. I'm letting you know it's not because it's the practice of spirituality or yoga or no, it's that that stuff, all of it, helps you to work your embodied brain, one. And two, it's portfolio of ventral vagal nervous system exercises, yoga. Breathing is what we need for our sympathetic and parasympathetic to be working and then we breathe normally to, and as a mystic yes there's the miracles that happen with the intentions and yes that's that's a whole different story by the way and it's not necessary for everyone to be involved in and really it's not about miracles from belief systems it's not that time anymore the 4d is in a time that is from yesterday and we're here with neuroscience physicists and machines that can see energy. This doesn't disprove the ancient stories. It helps us to understand the mechanisms of a existence that when you stay grounded in reality, it makes sense. I know of the universe, of the stars. That doesn't make what I have with my oversoul any less special. It doesn't make what I have with the world any less special. Because what's special is felt from within me, the human being who has the secondary consciousness in this brain. So creating, quote-unquote, the mundane out of Claire's, out of topics, this is what I'm also bringing to you, the human element, the mundane, with a pseudoscience lady, woo-woo lady, because we have our academics. They're a lot more cold. They're, I don't like them. <laughs> I like my way better, but they serve for those who want logic. And those who want logic will get their answers in time. If they choose to consistently navigate with ancient silverbacks, they're not actually very logical. They are refuting new information and refuting to see that they have bias and refuting to see that they limit. And what it really is, is that their body most likely is, or at least part of them, is disconnected. They have an avoidant attachment insecure attachment they don't feel the emotions they're missing out on life not us they don't feel the depths of their emotions that's something that's sad for their body but they won't know any different unless they come across 
love from a body and that's the minute that if their attachment system wants more which it will the person though will react so if they resist they will be reactive in a way of you know going away from it judging it da, da, da. and if instead they welcome it it's because they welcome themselves back home Sadhguru quote if you can look upon everyone and everything lovingly taking you to the ultimate will be easy the ultimate which he capitalizes and lovingly is you a person who can use your nervous system okay you can use your brain you can use what i share with you for example and just what you read in a way of assimilating it so that you can apply it so organically speaking a person who has secure attachment which is about 50 percent of the u.s clinical population if i'm not mistaken their nervous system knows according to studies the ideal way to take care of themselves and that they have a right to exist so it should be and i say should because it isn't that's because of stereotypes generalizations and that mode of thinking that keeps people in oh well everybody is an asshole because everybody lies all the people who betrayed me they're all liars and everybody's a liar those are all the three-year-olds that stay three-year-olds with a teenager okay so those groups of people are the ones that i have the quote-unquote least amount of compassion for because they are choosing to not use what is a safe body and their brain and bring their left and right brain mode together and get to move into becoming a wiser version of themselves but really if they're smart they would learn how to be able to be equanimous because they would feel a way lot better in their body but they're too busy with the movies and just thinking with the human suffering narrative now they have a body that recognizes home so they're okay with being themselves okay easily here's what happens instead when people have trauma so this is where bezel van der Kolk, the neurobiology of trauma fundamentally every part of the brain is affected by trauma the right brain lights up more the left brain is shut down more the back of the brain is more hyperactive the front of the brain becomes less active that means that people don't use their prefrontal cortex that they use instead their brainstem so they're always in defense mode that means that they're not able to expand and evaluate and become more emotionally involved in life and really become emotionally at ease inside their own body and here's where in fact this is what they also feel always the neurobiology of trauma when you are traumatized you start developing a gut wrench as it gets expressed somewhere in the midline of your body people who have this longing and this thing in the middle of their chest what they don't understand it is their consistent zero one-year-old seeking to attach to safety and seeking in a way though that is terrified because it doesn't have it so it will drink or eat or try to set there will be a insat there's not uh, satisfying it not because of seeking in a way of being avid materialistically no it's an actual pain and here's where self-loathing self-disgust and just these yeah it's because the emotional body also has been disconnected and there's a zero one-year-old who's freaking the fuck out with an insecure attachment body and in different ways shapes or forms whether it's avoidant or ambivalent or disorganized that midline is where it's just torture 
And the person who's growing up don't know anything. And today, though, in 2023, we have good therapists that are talking about it and people who are ignoring it. Here, children grow up in abuse will hide problems, abusers needing help. This is from Patrick Tian. So a child that grew up with childhood trauma will learn quickly how to hide things. So when we are being bullied by another child, bringing it up at home will make, you know, the parent indifferent criticism or big reaction. So you learn to hide problems. When you have abusive adults at home, you don't bring it up at school. You don't say anything because you don't want to get in trouble. And you're specifically told not to talk about what happens at home. Otherwise, you're going to get into even more of a threatening situation at home. There's your abuser. So you need to just hide it. When you don't have your homework done because of domestic violence in your home the night before, you try to hide or lie why you didn't complete it. You're too worried to know how to ask for help around homework. And you do the best to present what you can. And you are not, in fact, asking for help. So needing help becomes something you don't ask for. And as an adult, you might still hide yourself. So not telling close friends about abusive partners, not asking help from HR about stalking coworkers, not wanting people to find out about your coping strategies, not wanting to have partners meet your family so you make up excuses, not asking for needs with roommates or work so you pretend that you are not having any issues, okay? This is something that people don't understand. Here's another quote for always trauma. Kelly McGonigal, PhD, you can build in a sense of self-worth in the structure of your brain by taking better care of your body. This is for feelings of never good enough. Okay, so the way that you feel about life and the way that you bring forth who you are, it is the ability to understand where you come from. And if you were a person who did have a child-centric environment or not, this makes a difference in how you can open up to the world. And so when we have our lovely yes, Sadhguru gives a lot of wisdom, but when he shares, don't think of the psyche, it's because he's unaware of it, not because he doesn't want to support. No, he supports a lot of people. In fact, again, yoga helps people to grow the corpus callosum, the prefrontal cortex, the hippocampus, and the interconnected or the connectomes, which have the interconnected connectome, that serves integration of the brain. And it's because yoga is a portfolio of compassionate interventions are actual pillars of the mind. They support you to use imagination, which is a neuroplastic agent, to open up your awareness you strengthen your focus, and you create kind intentions. The kind intentions gets your body to move into the state of physiological compassion because you're opening up your body to, I want to have something kind in my head, and you feel it, and you move into your higher social functioning area of the ventral vagal state because you're thinking of something sweet and you're bringing it with an intention. So you're using imagination and sweetness and you're activating your nervous system into your mammalian heritage. That practice then gets you to be into a pattern. Now the next step though is you bringing it to your home. So Sadhguru, as he ends inner engineering, for example, I took his inner engineering, I took his yoga of grace, I took his Shambhavi Kriya. They're all beautiful. In fact, actually the yoga of grace is 
amazing the five elements i have to say i was touched i was touched by everything actually but the part that i was trying to get to is um in the inner engineering he closes with okay now you're going to get to go home and they're going to get to poke at you if you've learned anything then you're going to be sweet <laughs> and it's great that he can philosophize <clears throat> for me i'm going to go an extra step and say that's not the case for every person not every person is going to actually be able to do this because here is where let's take going no contact is a decades-long process. But here's again, childhood trauma survivor Patrick Tianguler. He says, deciding to go no contact is immense, painful, and complicated. It usually comes about when a client, he says, is working on their childhood trauma or truth and the family or family members suck them back while trying to heal. So it's only if you're getting sucked back in and so you'll raise weight back in. So I have to disengage from this for a bit. Okay, so he says, it's hard to tell our inner child they are safe when our family directly contradicts that healing work. We can't heal in the environment that we got abused in. So he says, some examples of how this plays out and disrupts healing. Family paints the client into a drama corner or a no-win. Flying monkeys come to toxic parents' rescue at your expense. Expense. Toxic parent acts out in front of your partner or worse, your children. Boundaries crossed for the hundredth time. A, to a thoughtless, ca casual betrayal happens again. He says these moments are where we awaken and it is undeniable that our family system is unsafe for us is a gift, although it's painful. We finally get it. We then plunge into the unknown, but it isn't just those gift moments. These examples have been going on for decades for us. Most of us have been gaslit long before kindergarten, except now we are healthy enough not to be able to tolerate them. That's what progress is, lowering our tolerance for abuse. We are giving up on family, which is supposed to be the basket that contains us in this life. This is big. That's big. The other side, he says, of going no contact is the grief and gradually profound relief. What is, was your process like? Okay, so not everyone has to do this, but those who do, like I have one of my friends who shared with me, the way they did it, they said, look, I'm doing healing. If you're not doing work and you don't work with me, I'm just going to have to be away for you for some time. And that's it. They didn't talk bad about their family. They didn't say it was going to be forever. They said, for now, I'm going to stay at a specific distance because I am getting better. And when I go and they get me into certain situations, I, I tell them, but they don't seem to listen. And that's fair and square. They were very understanding. So when you are healing, the point is you know how to talk to another person like an emotional grown-up. And that's where unconditional love comes into the mix, as well as the ability to, what's the word I'm looking for? The ability to be mentally aware of what is going on. With that being said, those of you who are able to easily move into unconditional loving yourself you can also support others to do the same and the psych education isn't something that all people are interested in but some are and when they are you get to talk about it and when they're not they're not and at the end of the day it's every step of the way that we can support each other to get to space of expansion of consciousness of awareness of what this heaven in the body means like i said 50 percent of the u.s population I don't know the rest of the world, is a securely attached person. 
this means that their nervous system is wired securely so to be able and have a relationship with their emotional body they have one that they chose not to mature into equanimity it's because they are living in that it is a material world it's not about the material world it's that they live based on the examples that we have still going on with the uh, group group mentality and uh, being ah if bill looks at me one more time i'm going to beat him up because every person that did get to become a teenager they moved into those choice points and here's where the teenagers got heartbroken and closed off their hearts and began saying oh i'm only going to trust you 20 percent of the time or 80 percent and 20 i'm going to leave for myself okay so the securely attached person moves here i've seen plenty of them childhood trauma survivors if they get good healing and good therapy they're where patrick is and they know how to appreciate healthy relationships and how to stand up basically like i can do for their self they don't need a um explanation they're actually way better off than any of those securely attached teenagers that are living the generalized stereotypes or people who want to point fingers and they have an attachment wound for example and they think they know everything about everyone no that's not how it works your nervous system is reactive and you're not tending to learn how to emotionally regulate yourself and that's because you don't have any idea that you're bringing to the picture either a disconnected emotional body if you're an avoidant your head and your body are not one and you get to dissociate whenever emotions come about so that's you not us you know this is the part where it's straightforward if you would only pay attention that you're leading yourself in a lack of inner nurturing and if you're like you know what ah oh, there's good information out there i'm going to get on a journey to get myself to emotional depth because i can there's one the people with the ambivalent they can learn how to self-soothe versus be preoccupied get anxious yell at people always think that the next shoe is going to drop and basically consistently trying to get people to show if they're always going to be there which they can't okay so they don't learn how to self-soothe their nervous system and then we have disorganized which is really always fleeing away because their defense mechanism turns on while their attachment system is on as well and they're conflicted and there's a fragmented sense of self now if a person manages to within their disorganized attachment find the secure attachment category then you're going to have a stable person and if they have instead avoidant or ambivalent then you're going to have a person that's going to have a completely non-secure but they can move from the non-secured with disorganized to secure with disorganized and then from secure with disorganized to completely disorganized and that's going to be a step in the direction for a person so that that's where organically speaking i'm going to say some people can because our bodies lead us back home to safety your body is consistently trying to get you to be a restorative embodied self and the body is an embodied brain so your brain is trying to heal the trauma memory and the trauma memory means that it's actually trying to get time stamped you're the one who can make sense of the sensations that arise and that is something that equals um, a desire to know oneself deeply and to know oneself deeply is to understand that your zero one two three four five six seven and eight are with you you play those 
first eight years out again and again and again. Then you're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. We're going to use these numbers. I'm not going to specify the child parts in this one, but there are child parts that I could. But I want us to focus on the sensations in the two different groups. And one I talking about it, and really trauma is relational, and you are play, replaying what you lived at home unless you are a person who can be unconditionally loving, again, with your flaws and imperfections, so you're good with who you are. And you're good with presenting it to the world. And you're good with being not liked. You're good with all of it. And that's not from your thoughts. It's in your body. It means you don't feel ashamed. Even if somebody doesn't like you, you're not going to change who you are because it doesn't matter if it's a member of your herd or not. You don't give a shit. And it's not because they are meaningless. You're not cocky. You have healthy self-worth feelings. To get here for secure attachment people is not hard. I will raise my hand. I was not in any way, shape, or form dying as I got here from my teenage years to my adult years and my oversoul and my mysticism and all that. It's not ego death, people. It's actually a consistent rebirth, but only for those who stay open-hearted or choose to become their open-hearted three-year-old. So to consistently know that all people are deserving of love because all people are love and to put to the side the ancient stories that are stories that explained life before sciences could come into the mix. Today we have sciences to explain life and the good sciences explain to you how our human nature is to love. Not everybody does have it, but we can all support healing of trauma through building relationships. Zen masters from the Zen tradition story of Sadhguru are people who are functional adults. It's people like you and I, those of you who are here already, those who want to get here, who feel deeply. We think deeply, and our left and right mode works together, whether with yoga or not, because we chose to allow sensations that arose to be handled by us. And for us to be able to handle them means for us to be able and have a transparent, honest conversation with ourselves, and then to be able and just and trust that we will find our home with the people that lift us higher and higher and support us to be more of ourselves and to follow our dreams. And so here's the dreamers and the doers and to make every day a rainbow of colors, not a gray anything. No. And that will also share with us how to ensure people respect us and love us and that we have each other's back independently from what you will have been brought you will always want to support each other, but also be direct communicators. This is why we don't bullshit. So if a person acts like a quote-unquote asshole, we're not going to say, oh, yeah, you behaved like a nice person to me. No, it's going to be your shit. <laughs> you know that? Your attitude is fucking shitty like hell. And then you're going to keep the talking about, okay, so what do we want to do about the attitude? Are we going to be able to do anything about it? So that's where... For example, my lovely three-year-old comes up with my mother and my twin. That's it. Those are the only two people who have the actual implicit memory of a three-year-old. You can ask them all about it. We talk all the time about it. And with all the information that I have, they're curious and we tease. And we tease when my three-year-old comes up. And in time, it was something that I didn't know how to put in words. But now I can, thanks to the good trauma experts and that I'm not personally ashamed of because actually the most amazing thing is being able to know how we can work it out 
with people that we love because we choose to build relationships by able and talk with each other clearly and directly so on that note unconsciously loving yourself with flaws and imperfections goes a long ways and when you can do the same for others you share with them a safe haven and secure base where they can if they want open themselves up to it and they can in their own timing return home the more the more people know about the good therapist the better some don't but they can organically achieve a middle ground that's where it's their choosing what they want to move towards with their adult life it is most beautiful to be able to live deeply by the way but not everybody again wants this because it's one of those things that to be vulnerable means that i will allow my shields to be down and again secure attachment people have shields imagine the ones who don't have secure attachment they don't even know they have shields always and in order for them to get their shields down there has to be a person who wants to rework their inner habit of not actually feeling safe with people of not feeling comfortable to be their self so it would have to be either again a person who says i choose to be me fuck this shit i'm going to be loving or good therapy which is something that actually i am highly in favor of because of seeing patterns of self-soothing happen with people who have found a way their adaptive child finds a way to excuse the patterns that are actually not in their favor and it's a way of thinking but it's also a way of behaving and it's a way that they play out the re-traumatization of their first eight years of life basically without being aware that that is not them that is a child who grew up in a household that wasn't safe for them to be a child and so there's a difference because a child is innocently having fun in life and that's what you want to return to in a way of being your adult self with the open-hearted emotional depth of your body in a way that only uh, those of you who want your three-year-old whole heart to be a part of your life because that's the whole thing it's about saying i want to be vulnerable like a person who has innocence and that can believe dreams can come true and that i can also build i can dream and do i can do it all i'm a grown-up i can see the world out there it's not a mean scary world it's a world that has situations at hand yes but situations that we always have had there's nothing new going on we can keep moving forward as a species because we have faith in humanity that is a person who's regained their actual true restorative body sense of self i say true because again the updated information is that we all are meant to have this those who want to limit humanity and want to use the ancient stories of evil they're just using the ancient stories and disregarding the updated other information so they get to pick and choose well we get to pick and choose no we're using all information i don't negate the past of our 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 species i say we know the basics of the polyvagal theory how our nervous system evolved in our brain that with today's sciences the good sciences we know a lot more about how our brain works neuroscience and physics they look into consciousness the sphere into energy none of the mystic plane stuff is actually unknown that's why spirituality and science comes together the cold rigid 
icicle people don't matter because they don't actually have objectivity of the fact that they don't have a relationship with their emotional body they are inobjective they choose to disregard it we choose to leave them alone because we know they're going to dissociate the minute that we try to bring emotions near them it's like garlic to a vampire in those movies the difference is we are grown-ups knowing we're not going to go traumatize some person if they don't want to understand that emotions are part of life it's their life not ours we don't need to convince them we don't even need to involve them not to mention they're actually not doing very great in their body they're not going to live a long healthy life because they're not healthy with their sympathetic or a shutdown and so when you're not able to nurture yourself and you're not able to rest and rejuvenate you're the one who's aging sooner not the other way around it's an actual mathematical equation the dying breed are the ones who don't want to move into oh i'm a gooey ooey ooey baby with a grown-up body though there you go so sorry oh i'm not i'm not sorry because we're trying to explain it to you you seem to disregard very helpful good information that could help you live in a whole way better body but hey let's not do that let's blame the devil or evil or some other shit shall we let's blame it on the shame blame fault and revenge those are all adaptive children those are all people who are not using their left and right mode and they think they're smart because they're dead sure idiots the gray human suffering group yep they know everything they know exactly where we we are headed they don't know anything by the way they don't know where we're headed and luckily for us we know that we are going to be able to experience any change that happens and transformation who's we well i'm not gonna say it but unconditional love is that ventral vagal nervous system and being able to be in 2023 is really nice because we don't live one with the forest anymore uh the ones of us who don't obviously there are some who want to live out in the middle of nowhere there's reasons for why people want to be with nature and not with humans there's reasons why people want to always be in a dangerous situation it's called feeling alive when your default mode network turns on in hypervigilance mode for those who are used to being in that for those who just want to be out in nature it's still you not feeling safe with humans which is still meaning that you don't have an ease with your nervous system when it's connected to the possibility to co-regulate with another human being so you're actually still in a mode of being afraid of connecting truly and that stems from your first year of life your second year of your life the third the fourth the fifth it stems from your home of here i don't need to bring in the other lifetimes i can as an akashic record reader i can do all of that but i don't even need to because all you need to do is tell me a little bit about your story and even without the adult attachment interview i can already tell you something if i wanted to i don't do that personally unless you're on a mentorship program with me that's a whole different story because that's serious business you're paying for somebody to support you to get to your wholeness and you're serious about being yourself and i'm serious about getting you there too and that's not by saying i'm a therapist no i'm not and if we need one i'll say hey we need one and you really need one not because i want you to feel that it's good or bad no because your nervous system is telling me and screaming to me all over the place that it would benefit you so obviously you know there's only so much i can do no i can do a lot as one of my friends was saying it's not because you're not a therapist or a therapist it's that everybody has something to give and i said yes and we 
the people who care know this. And you know, it's not about the um, tools, by the way, because I'm trauma-informed. I know everything that the therapists use when they have a session. It's not because of that, that I personally, if having those who do mentorship, I notice that their nervous system has a window of tolerance that is basically small, if you will. It's because the good therapists like Daniel Siegel, Bezel van der Kolk, Stephen Porges, Peter Levine, even though Stephen Porges is a researcher, he doesn't do therapy, but he knows a lot. Um, the ones who talk, they know the brain like the back of their hands, okay? I don't. I know the brain because I took interpersonal neurobiology and because I hear about neurobiology of trauma and I learn about it, but I don't remember every single one of the ways that brain works because that's not my field of expertise. So it's, to me, a person who's using the intelligence, I'm aware that it's kind of like, you know, a, a dentist. The dentist knows how to move in your mouth immediately because they did that. I know how to walk you through personal development because that's straightforward. What I know is also important is for a person who knows how the brain works to be able to be aware and give you feedback of where you're at with that level of reintegration. If you want it, you don't have to, but the point is being responsible to know, okay, here's what we have and here's what can support what we're doing because it supports you to have a better understanding of your brain, not my brain. And I can give you only so much when it comes to the brain component. Hopefully that's been made clear. So you and your embodied brain are beautiful, but it's only if you're aware of the, it's not complex because it's not understood. The neuroscience updated trauma therapists, they have a really good understanding of it all. The ancient silverbacks, they don't believe in any of the new shit. They, they actually are still with the, oh, it's only about the genes. One gene can make you shit. No, that's not true. Oh, you're labeled now. Here's your diagnosis. So we have the bad, I'm going to keep calling them that because they are bad educators because they don't believe in information. They believe in text. And I'm going to say, you know what? I was raised with biblical text. I don't believe in the text. I believe in education. I'm a smart person. I'm so sorry that people don't understand the difference between what faith in humanity and having the essence of life. So faith and fate has never been a magical wand for those of us who are grounded in reality, meaning we can accept with our right brain mode and our left the unknown. And that we don't like that there's the, yeah, sure, we have something after life. I'm a grown-up. I know that when I die, I won't know. And I'm a mystic personally. And I, I mean, besides having faith with Jesus growing up, I also ended up into this sphere. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Maria. I still know that when I die, I won't know. I don't like it. Uh, that's it. I do know I have a future life. And I'm very happy to know what's going to happen in it. But I also know I won't remember this one. So does it really matter? <laughs> no. So I'm going to live the now, you know, thank you very much. And, and I'm happy to be here for the 5D mystics so that they can get out of the 4D shithole, you know, because that's just 4D shithole. So on that note, it's a shithole because they are all basically pseudo live people who consistently live in hypervigilant mode with their amygdala on. And they think because of Claire's, they know everything. They're codependent types. They live actual martyrs to pure blame relationships. Uh, some of them find solace. Some of them don't. Some of them are not 4D mystics. They just go ahead and continue living the human suffering narrative and they re-expose themselves to 
a lifestyle of uncertainty because they haven't actually been educated enough. No, they choose not to. The, the information on trauma is out there for free. The, the people who actually update with the neurobiology of trauma and attachment care about healing trauma because they can see how much shit it has in it are authoritarian people. They're all pretty much traumatized or some shit's gone down in their life and the silverbacks are the problem, quote unquote. But no, they're not. We have people who want the silverbacks because they are all living life from their hypervigilant nervous system mode. None of them realize it, and they don't care to. Again, guess what I know? I don't need to tell you, do I? Who's in their ventral vagal state? Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. Are you? I know I, I know that I'm plenty rejuvenating my lovely brain, my body. I mean, I got some stuff going on. It's pretty straightforward how I need to get back into shape with my exercises. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I just need to settle a couple more things and hope, you know, that I live till 3000. I don't know. We'll find out. But my point is, and I'm being serious right now. If you look at those studies of longevity, da, 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 well, it's, it's, it's really as straightforward as it gets. So we're not people who, who's we, in this case, I'm talking about the 5d mystics that can have a very clear vision and visual and that's also enlightenment soul age group material i should add we don't know the future we're not going to care about the future too much we're going to care about the now and the now is something that states unconditional love is the way for any person who wants to understand you're flawed i'm flawed Yes, that's called human beings, and no, no person knows what's after life except for the same people that we always can chit-chat about, and there's adding more to it. You can call them philosophers, subject matter experts, religious believers. Oh, how many subject matter experts do we want? How many subjects do you want? What do you want to talk about today? That is a smart person in my book, not a storyteller. I'm not a storyteller, although I will entertain you and I will definitely be the pseudoscience woo-woo lady, but I am not, and I actually do storytelling, but not in the same way of let me create a little magical wand and tell you about the stories that are going to come true once you die. Nope. You're actually going to die like anybody else and are bones and whatever you know they they get eventually and oh yes our energy does again yes yes that part i can confirm to you it doesn't go to heaven or hell though that's for sure because that one is lived while people are living in the storyland and then in their mind's eye and you know when they're judging each other and continuing to perpetuate separation consciousness and all that good stuff so on that note yeah uh no once you're dead actually that part Again, you become unconscious. You know what? I love my divine masculine friend. I'm going to close on out with him when he shares with me. And I forget what we were talking about, but he was like, you do know that <laughs> when you die, you're, you're no longer Maria. You're Maria because of what Maria is. And, and that's what I love about him is that he is so spot on. A masculine will know how to meet a feminine and I'm my own masculine, and he's his own feminine, but my point is in this kind of dialogue, he always brings to me the other side in the most amazing of ways, because I already know it, by the way, and in fact, I don't deny it, 
unlike what a 4D limited consciousness mystic will have. No, how dare you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just a conch. I'm no self. There's no person here. I don't want this person. That's ego. <laughs> the, the, the reason people do spiritual bypassing is shit like this. And so my friend's like, you know that Maria won't be there. I'm like, yes, that's the point. I'm enjoying Maria now. Yes, I don't want to go into the in infinite nowhere land. And we were talking about something regarding the belief system. But <laughs> I was like, that's so true, the way he posed it. And I think we talked about it on the community. But yeah, I love to be the person I am. That's the point of you being able to unconditionally love your personality and be able to put it to the side as well when you are a person who's aware that we're all different. And, you know, that's that. So on that note, try to be kind to each other if you can. And if you want to move into becoming an adult, well, it's straightforward. Keep on tuning in. Ask questions. The master class will support navigating that emotional body and that spectrum so I, uh, I look forward to building it I need to get that one done and I look forward to bringing you more in the meantime wishing you a wonderful day